Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. The Mariners are the hottest team going. Jake is out west trying to fix the snake. It's me and BBD. Let's get it. Gosh, I hit that thing so far. Just foul. Hello and welcome to Talking Baseball. It's a kids episode. It's me and Beavers doing the thing. Jake, like I mentioned, he's out in Arizona trying to turn things around for the snakes who are on an L8 right now. Sheesh. So we're taking care of business. I'm in MC Studios. BBD's back in Manhattan at the office. Guess what, Beavers? Special episode today. Very I'm special app. Right here. Episode 700, we love round numbers, and I don't know why, as humans, we love round numbers, but we do, Biebers. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great. Whole show's brought to you by SeatGeek, as always. Episode 700, that's a real number. That's like, uh, who has 700 homers? Albert Pujols. Pujols. Barry Bonds. Hank Aaron. Is that it? Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. (laughs) And not a rod a has 696, right? Oh, my goodness. August 11th. Things are going a little haywire, Beavers. We're going to have a little bit of a different episode for everybody today. We're still going to go through the games. I'm going to attempt to burn them. But what's going to happen, and I want everyone to listen up. Here's the agenda. This is the agenda. We're going to go down. I'm going to burn the games. We're going to talk about them very briefly. Not going to go too in-depth into any series. Uh, you know, we'll touch on the Lorenzen no-no. Uh, we'll talk about Shohei a little bit, hitting 40, and Matt Olson's there, too. Hmm. Uh, we'll go standout. Uh, and then awards, we're going to change it up. We got some questions from the audience. We pulled Twitter slash X. I don't even know if we can say Twitter anymore. I'm using it. the old lingo still, but I don't How, know What if do you I'm say out. if what's a tweet? I'm still saying tweet. The other stuff sounds too dirty. I sent an X. I ain't doing we gotta fi- we gotta figure that X out, Elon. Elon, let's let's figure something out here because I don't know what to say. We sent out a tweet last night. You guys sent some questions in, and we're gonna answer some of those. So, you know, a little bit of a different show on this beautiful, beautiful Friday morning. It was my brother's birthday yesterday, Beavers. Oh, happy birthday, Marsh. big old Marsh. Marsh face turned forty-one. Woohoo! Makes me, makes me feel old. Uh, when I think about my brother being 41, although I'm not, I'm like not that far off, which also freaks me out. And I've been thinking about that a lot. Beavers, That's when it, you know, it, like, it enters your horizon now. Like it's I'm, I'm like a legit adult and I sometimes really don't feel that way. But once you get 40, like you better, you better figure it out. Right. Like, I don't yeah, know if I can I pop real. my chain when I'm 40. 40s, the, the new 30. Is that what they say? I gotta tuck my chain in in a couple of years, so I might as well let it fly yeah. for the let next the couple. Flag if you fly know what I mean. for, I for guess. Beavers, we should just get into. Are we gonna have to do a uh, the stimulation tonight or today? Oh man, I don't think it's. I don't think it's fully prepped, but I, I, mean, I could be interested in in slightly. Do you assembling. prep the stimulator? I thought that thing just came out your head. Uh, well, so you just need what the standings are in front of you and like the, the seatings yeah, and all I that. that. Maybe we stimulate later. Probably not. Uh, but it okay. all is all brought to you, Trev, by Rocket me, Money. Rocket 
money. Do you do you like rockets or money? Yeah, both hands. I'm kind of in on both too. Rockets. I'd like to see more. We haven't had too much rocket <laughs> stuff in the last few years. We know aliens are real. Trev, the other day, started watching a show on a streaming service. No free ads. And I realized, like, I haven't been using this too much. Like, maybe should I have not been paying for this, like, in between, like, times I'm watching this show? You know, everything's got a subscription, streaming services, fitness programs. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, helps you lower your bills all in one place. So they could have let me know, like... You, you haven't been using this in a while. I would have come back for the show that I started again this week, but that's a that's a move you can make. With Rocket Money, you can easily cancel the ones you don't want with just the press of a button. No more long hold times or annoying emails with customer service. God, I hate contacting customer service. Rocket Money will do all that for you. Rocket Money also allows you to monitor all your expenses in one place, recommends custom budgets based on your past spending, and they'll even send you notifications when you've reached your spending limit. With over 3 million users and counting, Rocket Money customers have saved an average of $720 a year. And that's, hey, that's a real number. 720 And that's the yeah. average? Nice. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscription and manage your money the easy way by going to rocketmoney.com slash talking. That's rocketmoney.com slash talking. Rocketmoney.com slash talking. They're a new sponsor for this show. So go ahead and click that link in the description. It helps everybody out. They're helping you out. I'll, t- I'll tell you who needs this. Parents with kids that use their iPad. Hmm. They have because signed you up just, for stuff. I'm telling you, man, sometimes you go into your subscriptions on your phone. You're like, what is this crystal slime? <laughs> you know, what? Like, you know, it's all weird stuff like that. Rocket money can help you out. Seems like it. Trev. I think I might have just <clears throat> changed my mind. Should I do the music? Or should we just go down the list? What do you think? Should we flip a coin or something? I don't even have a coin out here. Who has coins anymore? Who keeps a coin around? For real, if you get a coin, it's just, you just, you put it in the tip back, jar, right? Back when I had a car, I would just like keep coins Quarters. in there. Just like, I don't know, in case I end up in like a dire emergency and that's all I can pay for gas with. But Okay. But Quarters like, you keep. But now Everything I don't have a car anymore. just goes in the tip jar, I think. I think so. You just find find somewhere to keep those. Maybe maybe once every five years you remember. Like, oh, Give me right, the freaking music. I think we're doing American League. I don't care what we're supposed to do. Yeah. I'm doing American League first. We're starting American League. No Jake rules. Let's do it. Oh, my goodness. We are starting in C. Rose's Cleveland, where the Toronto Blue Jays came into town. They split this series. We were talking about it before. Beavers, 13 runs scored in the whole dang four-game set. Both Blue teams. Jays won the first one, 3-1. to one. Guardians won, then Blue Jays won, then the Guardians won again. That's how you get a split. My people, uh, Biggio had a two-run homer to break the scoreless tie in game one. Uh, Cleveland's pitching was phenomenal here they need to score some runs i don't know what is going on there they gift wrapped the central to my twins uh, george springer he had a homer in the first inning gossman struck out six in a combined six hitter in the third game and then noah syndergaard how about that he won for the first time since april 30th Sheesh. he goes to the guardians the dodgers don't need you i'll go over to cleveland and do my thing um, this is a game where uh, Springer and John Schneider were ejected 
arguing a 3-2 pitch. No big deal. Uh, Danny Jansen was removed from the last game after being hit by a pitch. Hopefully he's okay. They split the series. The Tigers took three of four from my twins in the Motor City where they do a hockey celebration after homers. I know they call the I, something with hockey going on with Detroit, but I think Minnesota should have that. Whatever. The first game, Twins came out swinging hot. 9-3. to three, They scored a bunch of runs in the first inning, and basically that's all the offense did the rest of the series as the Tigers won the last three games. 6-0, 9-5, and 3-0. Reese Olsen yesterday pitched really well up against Kenta Maeda. Spencer Torkelson had some homers. Miggy's passing everybody on the all-time hit list. I think he passed Tony freaking Gwen, my people. That is awesome. Tigers take three of four. How about this one? The Boston Red Sox. What do you got for us? Are you going to go? They take three of four from the Kansas City Royals. They won the first game. The Royals won the second game behind a nice start by Brady Singer. The offense kind of exploded against Cutter Crawford. And then the Red Sox took care of business in games three and four. Pavetta, Paxton, Bayo all have nice starts in there. Like I said, the Red Sox are starting to go. Are we going to hear more about Tristan Casas in a little bit? You bet so. we are. How about this one? Texas Rangers versus Oakland Athletics. Sure. What do you think is going to happen here? The Rangers win the series. They take two or three. They win the first two games, 5-3 to 6-1, 5-3 and then 6-1 before the A's won the last game, 2 to nothing. What happened there? How about Freddie Tarnick? Four innings pitch, zero earned runs, and Zach Geloff hitting the homer. I think he's got six homers in his first 22 games, which is the fastest Oakland A to six homers. How about that statistic Woo! for you? We'll be talking more about the Rangers, maybe their manager later on in the episode. They got some injuries going, but they're still cooking beavers. And then your Yanks went mm. into Chicago and lost two out of three. <laughs> I should say the Sox won two out of three. They went 5-1 in game one. Yankees went 7-1 in that game two. And then the last game, the rubber match. The Sox win 9-2. Clevenger goes six innings pitch with one earned run in that start. Moncada, Andrews, Grandal, they all do well in that last game. White Sox take two of three. Holy Nikes! That had the famous Boone ejection in it. Okay. And I believe the last series here in the American League, the Astros go into Baltimore and take two of three from the best team in the AL record-wise, the Baltimore Orioles. Astros win 7-6, 8-2 before the Orioles win the last game, 5-4. We all know about the Kyle Tucker homer, the Grand Slam. We're going to hear about that a little bit more. He clipped my guy Flaherty in that second game, too. The Orioles did what they had to do. They haven't been swept since, like, Moby was a minnow, whatever that means to you. Uh, in the last game, Rushman, Mountcastle, both Homer and Felix Bautista worked through another shaky ninth inning, but got the job done. 76 series without being swept. The Orioles have it. And that, my friends, is what happened in the American League. Trev, great job, man. That was very well done. Been a while since you burned. Yeah. I liked hearing that. Was, 
not easy. Not a lot of jokes. I'll, maybe I'll do better later in the show. Let's get the American League standings up because we oh, love yeah. that. In the East, the the Baltimore Orioles have the AL's best record at 71-44. and 44. The Rays are three games behind them. Blue Jays, Red Sox, Yankees bringing up the rear. Blue Jays significantly ahead of Red Sox and Yankees. In the Central, your Twins are up three and a half on the Guardians. Uh, Tigers, White Sox, Royals, thanks for playing. Uh, in the West, Rangers remain in first. Astros, two and a half behind them. The Mariners starting to creep up. Starting to creep up. They've got a W7. Uh, they're 10 games above 500 now. Angels, kind of a little bit the opposite. They've won two in a row. Ten and a half games back in the division. The A's, I looked at their record for the first time in a while today. They're back to like an, a historic pace. Um, no thanks. Uh, and How about you know, the wild card? In the wild card, your three teams holding position are Tampa, Houston, and Toronto. Uh, Seattle is just a game and a half back. They're the next team out. Red Sox are four games out. Yankees are five. The Angels are down to six and a half out at 500. And the rest of the teams, I can't even, I can't even entertain you in this discussion. A's your thirty-one game. Seattle down. Mariners, W seven nine and one in their last ten, now sitting a game and a half back of a wild card playoff spot. They traded their closer at the deadline. What I did they know? Because Seawalds hasn't been great for the Snakes. Snakes are struggling. Let's go back into some of these series. We don't need to touch them all, Beebs, like we said. We're not going to do that this episode. Um, Blue Jays, Guardians, I'm kind of good on the Guardians. <clears throat> People, Chris Rose won't admit that they punted the AL Central, but they punted the AL Central. You know, and they had some reasons, you know. A lot of the young guys who have had to come up because of the injuries to to uh, Bieber and to McKenzie, they have innings limits, so... They're just not going to have the pitching to get it done. Mm-hmm. Uh, they trade away Josh Bell. They trade away Aaron Savale. Uh, the Blue Jays, meanwhile, they're 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 going. This is the Blue Jays' window. Like they yeah. they have to make the playoffs. They have to make uh, some sort of splash there. And uh, you know, decent series if you like pitching. Not a lot of runs scored here. Um, we did have the ejections, like we we're talking about. Yeah. This is like a big ejection week. Big ejection week. Um, yeah, I don't know. The The young Cleveland pitchers are really good. Like, they're really good. And I wish there wasn't such thing as inning limits. And then we could surround these guys with some bangers and see what what happens. But that is not going to be the case in, in 2023, apparently. Yeah. I mean, Cleveland, it's sort of the same story they always are. It's... Uh... They pitch and they get the most out of all their pitchers. They're going to bring up some young guy you didn't hear of before, and and they aren't going to score enough runs. I think two total runs across the first three games of this series, and uh, and yeah, somehow they win one game doing that level of production because they pitch. Um, Gavin Williams, Tanner Bybee, Logan Allen, one run over nineteen combined innings. I mean, Toronto's a good offense. I know they. They haven't performed all the way to expectations, but uh, trust me, you talk to pitchers, they don't want to face Toronto's offense. There's a bunch of guys that could beat you in that lineup. No, it's, it can't be a fun time. I, I know they, yeah, it hasn't been quite to, to what they expect the last couple years, but frankly, Toronto, hey, they're a top five OBP team. They're, they're not not doing it. 
Nothing else crazy uh, happened here. The Blue Jays are 15 and five on the road since June 20th. I like if you're a road warrior team, like chances are you're going to be a good team because you're going to win at home. Yeah, you'll go around looking at all the records of home records. Like you're going to, you're going to play well at home. It's what do you do on the road? Uh, Toronto doing it here. Uh, twins, tigers, not much here to be honest with you. I'm, I'm happy for the tigers. I, I wish, I wish they were a better team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Torkelson, I saw him have some really good swings. I covered this series, so got to see a bunch of it. Uh, I mentioned Mickey Cabs, he passes, uh, Tony Gwynn on the mm-hmm. all time hit list, and he said that was pretty cool. After the game, had some fun quotes. I believe name. he's tied with Robin Yount now, Paul Wayner, the big poison. Is up next. <laughs> I was looking through Beavers. Like, who can he catch? Ooh. Um, he's this year possibly can get to 16, uh, where Cal Ripken sits. I think he needs he needs some he's hits. Go, he's got like 40 but... more hits or something like that over the last two months here. Uh, which we'll see if he can do. If he gets hot, I mean, maybe he can get yeah. hot. I mean, he still has it in him. I saw a, I saw a, a little butter knife posted of him that I can find the exact numbers on, but he's been like since June, kind of been going. You know, it's not going to save the the season number, I assume, but uh, but yeah, he's been he has been productive for them for for a little while now since May thirtieth. He's got an eight twenty nine OPS. 40 games. That's not really. Yeah. Okay. The the pop isn't what it once was, although getting getting his doubles in. Um only one homer in that time, but uh but yeah, 331 batting average. Yeah. gets hey. Miggy there has go. not been an empty lineup spot when he's been in there. So, good for him. Twins, you don't get much for me today. The offense stunk. Uh I will say this, Erod, you know, we I think a lot of people question, like, why why wouldn't you go to L.A.? You get traded. Why why would you enact your no-trade clause? And I, I felt the same way. I'm like, dude, you get a chance to go to L.A., like, chance to win a World Series. And then I started to really think about it. You got to get into this dude's shoes, right? Mm-hmm. First of all, he left Detroit, I believe it was last year, for, like, he had some marital issues, okay? That's his personal stuff. You know, that came out publicly. That's why I'm mentioning it. Um I think that plays into it a little bit here where, you know, you don't want to uproot your family if you don't have to. And then really from a baseball perspective is what I want to talk about. If you're having this good of a year in a walk year where you can opt out and be a free agent, why change it up? Yeah, you're, you're <laughs> like, comfortable. If right you like now. pitching in Detroit and you're having success, like, yeah, it might look like a little bad if you turn down the trade, but you put the no trade clause in there for reasons for leverage. Yeah. I'm sure he asked for some certain things from the Dodgers. And if they met those expectations, whether it be guaranteeing this amount of money or maybe try to work on the extension, something like that, an extra year or two to this and basically reworking the remainder of the deal. Exactly. But if they weren't willing to do that, then you know what, dude, let me finish off where I feel real comfortable. Let me continue to put up numbers and then I'll just go into the offseason. Hey, if you want me then, then you're gonna have to pay me. So I I started to really think about it from that standpoint when I was watching him carve the twins up seven innings pitched, no runs, five Ks. He just soft contact king, dude. Um, 
that's the reason he didn't go. He's like, I'm comfortable here. I don't want to uproot my family. And I'm just going to finish off the season. There's very little pressure on me here. So I'll just continue yeah. to do my thing, walk yeah. into the offseason with incredible numbers, and then I just get paid. So I actually respect the decision because I think it's smart. Yeah, I mean, and in a, you know any walk of life, if you tell a guy you got to move tomorrow, I'd rather not. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, leave your family. Like, dude, this is what happens for real. I mean, when you have a family, like you go. The yeah. player goes. And then you leave your spouse, your family, and they just got to pack everything up. Sure, you can get help to do that, but you you leave them. And there's a lot of loose ends that you got to, you know, you got to figure it out. And I mean, I left Olivia in Oakland. She was pregnant. Huh. Yeah, that's... And I had to go. And she had to, like, get the apartment packed up and stuff, dude. It's horrible. Yeah, I, like, I was thinking about that a little bit even even less about like that like moving like you know i get asked like oh do you ever get to like just like take a night off from watching and like i can you know i try try to watch at least every yankee game for talking yanks and stuff like the stakes for me very low i wonder if like probably every now and then somebody who like just doesn't get baseball talks to a baseball player like you ever just like take a night off it's like well (laughs) even if you're essentially getting that you gotta you gotta be there like it's you're not just getting nights off in the summer. <laughs> like, and that just kind of made me laugh. How about this segue? Alex Verdugo kind of tried to take a night off a huh. days ago, showed up two hours before the game, got benched. Our Red Sox take three out of four. They were the Kansas City Royals. Their, to their fans, Carabas, declared them dead. Like, and you know what they did? They broke out the yellow unis, Trev. That's what they have to. Four games back of a wild card spot. I will not declare them dead. So I will reverse Carabas's dead call. Unless he was trying to to T ploof it from twenty twenty two with them. I don't think I don't think he was. Happened. He didn't use the word dead uh in the tweet I saw at least, but they were okay. in a bad way a few days ago. And I know it's the Royals. I saw the Yankees do the same thing where they were in a bad only series they've won in a month and a half <laughs> is a sweep against the Royals. So I you know, cautious optimism, but uh, but yeah, you got to do that. You got to do Take it to the Royals uh, with where they're at right now. This had the Pablo Reyes walk off grand slam that was after the no check swing call on Urias. Uh, oh, I think the big breakdown's coming out about that. It's yeah. a tough way to lose, uh, but it's also a great way to win. So you know, if you're a Kansas City Royal fan, you're like, this sucks. What what's going on? But if you're a Red Sox fan, like, yeah, he didn't go. I, <laughs> no way. Didn't call he it. Hey, I, I believe that's Pablo Reyes' first homer as a Red Sox, so that's got to feel good. First homer, I think, in almost two years in the show. So that's cool. He's had a productive year. We're going to talk Tristan Casas a little bit later. He's, uh, his July was insane. Uh, Red Sox got some good starting pitching here. Bayo's been doing his thing. Pavetta steps back in. Five innings pitched, two earned runs. Cutter Crawford got banged around a little bit, then Paxton did his thing. We know they got Sale coming back. We know they got Tanner Houck and uh, Whitlock. So I am, I'm kind of into the Red Sox, to be honest with you. I I like their offense. Um, It's been really good all year long. And it's been the starting pitching for the most part, but if you kind of go look at the staff, like some of the numbers are okay, man. 
Like it's just it's just a matter of putting all the things together. They're not a good defensive team. They're a very bad base running team. I've seen <laughs> a lot of low lights with the Red Sox on the bases, but you can mask some of that stuff if you go out there and bang and pitch the ball. So you know they got to put it together, but there's I mean there's just no doubt in my mind they're going to be challenging for a wild card spot, you know, yeah. come the end of September. I think the reinforcements are coming and there's just I think there's too many players in that clubhouse that can rally the troops. Enough guys that we've seen do that. Um, and yeah, I mean, if I obviously there's some Yankees, Red Sox stuff in my soul here, so I don't, uh, it, you know, I do not want it to happen. But I mean, the Red Sox can absolutely make these last two months very interesting. Uh, they can, they can. I mean, they're in the race right now, but they're not far off from being. Very in only the Mariners between them and a spot, so and and one of the teams that would currently have to fall out, of course. But uh, no, the Red Sox they bang if they they have the formula to get enough out of their starting pitching. And they got more than enough this series, um, and they they went all in on a bullpen this year. So I I would be optimistic if I'm a Red Sox fan right now. Today would be way more than a Yankees fan. Way more than a Yankees fan. Yankees have been doing the same song and dance all year. Um, That just how how can I how can I believe right now? Shout out Drew Waters, MJ Melendez, and Michael Massey. They each hit a two run homer uh, in the game that the Royals did win nine to three. You always got to shout them out a little bit. They're still playing ball out there. I know Royals fans aren't having a great time this year. I mean, a bad time. Yeah, well, uh, hey, silver lining, you're going to get a high pick. <laughs> get another high pick. You know, hey, Melendez, figure it out a little bit. He's a guy who's supposed to be a cornerstone for that team moving forward. So um, that's what you're watching for there. Rangers take two or three from the A's. We don't have to go too far into this one. Uh, Mitch Garver's done a good job. You know, Jonah Heim uh, out right now. And yeah. uh, Mitch Garver filling in. He was on an episode of Sequence. If you want to go check that out, yeah, I got to bring Garver back. I got no time though, Beavers. That's a hard ask. Stuff. It's a hard ask. Garver. And I don't hey. think I don't think MLB loved it, but we'll see. Very film heavy, but the times have changed. I don't know. I had, I had not looked at Garver's stats on the year. If you you know they were getting the best offensive production out of the catcher spot uh, in the AL. And Garver has filled in admirably. He's a guy that's got a he has a thirty one homer season in the bag. I know juice ball year and all that, but hey, not a bad backup he, to turn to. He's a, he can be a good hitter. He's got he thinks about hitting the right way. Like he can do it. Um, yeah, and I mean he's I mean forty four games, one hundred sixty five plate appearances. The eight twenty one OPS is nice. You know, losing Josh Young sucks, man. That's it tough. Sucks. I know we're gonna talk. I think but we're gonna every, talk a but, bit about that later. But, yeah, uh, every time I think about that, I'm like, oh, but Corey Seager is there. Mm-hmm. He's and missed his, his he time. Can literally but... carry your offense for you. Jonah Heim and Josh Young, though, is gonna be tough for them to replace uh, the production there. But this is a lineup that's been doing it all year long. I mean. They this team has been battling injuries all year long. Probably more on that later too. So we don't have to go too far into this. Um, the A's. What do we got on the A's? I mean that. I don't know, man. It it is. 
You know, they they it went off the radar a little bit when they had that seven gamer and what was that in June? But uh, it's just an historically bad record. I feel I feel bad. But... <laughs> okay, hold on. <laughs> I didn't see this initially when I was browsing the games, but Max Scherzer was upstairs in the clubhouse, and this was in Oakland. Okay, so if people don't know, in Oakland you have to exit the dugout. You have to walk through a little concourse where there's fans to your right. And then you have to walk up these stairs that you share with the fans. Huh. Uh, you're supposed to be the players stay on one side, fans stay on the other. But I mean, you're like people are getting popcorn and nachos and you're just walking up in your uniform. <laughs> uh, it's it's a joke. So you have to walk That's up amazing. the stairs and then you have the clubhouse. So Max Scherzer was in the clubhouse watching the game, but you have to have the game on delay there. And many times you, you're not even supposed to have the game on in the clubhouse. So that's interesting. Um, I guess if it's on delay, it's okay. He forgot. He didn't realize that and then had to run out to the field. And by the time he got there, it was too late. Home plate umpire, Dan, uh, Iasonia called the violation. And this is what Max Scherzer had to say. I'm sure it's a funny quote. Haven't read it yet. You don't have time. You only get one more warm pitch. So I threw the pitch down. I didn't think we we're going to be able, going to be abiding by the clock. And then all of a sudden, here we are abiding by the clock. This is a health and safety thing. Pitchers should be allowed to get their normal eight warm pitches, regardless of the situation. Well, yeah. If you're going to get a mm. violation already, throw your pitches, right? Yeah. Might as well. Yeah. That. That's crazy. Uh, that's kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah, dude, Beavers, the going up to the visiting cl- clubhouse, is a, it's a joke. It's a mess it's there, huh? It's Oof. hilarious, dude. Well, if there's hey, if there's a <laughs> if there's a guy you know, I think in the back of his mind Max Scherzer likes that that happened. Locked him back in. He loves the to complain A's. about stuff. I love it. You can make it into a big um, picture thing, union guy, love that. Yeah. Yeah. Yankees, White Sox, you want to take a crack at this just quick? People hate when we talk about the Yankees. People hate when we talk about the Yankees. I kind of hate it too. The Yankees. Cole's performance was better than that line. They needed to squeeze the most out of him they can. I supported them throwing him out there for the eighth. They couldn't strand the runners. He left out there, so the final line is a little spoiled, but he was he was Garrett Cole again. Um, Yankees don't hit enough. They've Game two, they looked like a team beating a team they should be better than. Uh, and then game three, the story of that one is is they use an opener on Severino. You had to try something else, but uh, Severino, it did not look like the solution for him. He, he wasn't, was not quite fixed. Uh, Yankees, it's a tough one. They, uh, you know, the one team in baseball that had probably more dysfunction going on in the days leading up to it than you were the White Sox, and... We didn't capitalize, so hey, weird, underrated, like weirdest week ever for the Yankees. The week before, I mean, Donaldson goes on the sixty day two weeks two weeks earlier, and he just goes runs around does does his normal warm up, shows everybody he's not hurt. So making kind of a mockery of the team. Which hey, if you're not hurt, and they put you on the sixty day without telling you, I'd be pissed too. Uh, you know, Herman stuff. That's that's all serious. Rizzo, they figure out he's got the concussion finally. So, not to mention the no trades and everything else. Weirdest, like ten days for the Yankees in a long time. Uh, and somehow the White Sox going in had a weirder ten days. They persevere. Yankees do not. I think White Sox fans like don't talk about us, please. <laughs> please don't single us just, out. 
they just want they just want to <laughs> hide in the corner. They're the kids at the high school dance up against the wall, being like, "Oh my gosh!" Like, hopefully, when do, when is mom coming? <laughs> yeah, and I oh guess. Oh my gosh! And the suspensions all got handed out, but I think everyone's appealing. So Anderson, Jose Ramirez, they they both played this week. It, uh, Pedro Grafal served his one game suspension. Uh, how much longer is that going to happen there? Oh my gosh, the White Sox are a disaster. Yeah, he was a disaster. I mean, he was brought in like specifically to fix those issues, and it feels like they got worse. And I feel bad. I don't know what he does or doesn't do, so I'll reserve judgment, I guess. But it's a mess there. I don't know. Um, Middleton. What was I going to say? I had something to say, and now. I forgot it. Oh, yeah. Hey, just dance. If you're like a guy that doesn't dance and you're like embarrassed or you just feel like you don't, just go dance. It's not that hard. And nobody cares if you're a bad dancer. They Actually, it's like funnier and like just speaking from a male perspective, like you don't got to be good. Chicks like guys that try. Yeah, it's a, you know. In my experience, sometimes it's just all right. Go get one more drink real quick, and then then you'll be good. You'll be. You'll <laughs> you be gotta get lubed up a little bit. A little bit. Not a guy who's very comfortable in his skin. Um, but no. I've seen good. you. I've seen you comfortable in your skin. You, you're. you're yeah, you have your moments. Bit, yeah. a, uh, Are you a dancer? If I'm with the right crowd, it'll it'll be a good with time. With the right out amount there. of lubrication. <laughs> yeah, but it's a. Uh, you know, gotta gotta get. I gotta get loosened up. You know, just that move happens. the hips a little bit. That's it. That's you gotta, just you got to get it going. One, just get the get counting your head if you need to. <laughs> one, two. I think the three, the pure rhythm four, is four. there. I just you know you get scared, but you got to just do it. You know, you know. At the end of the day, just getting out there and having having your own fun with it is what's going to be the best result. A nice self sabotage. So I don't know. <laughs> Last series in the American League, the Houston Astros oh, go into Baltimore. One. They take two out of three. The first game is a freaking doozy. Baltimore is cruising. Felix Bautista is on the mound in the ninth inning, trying to shut it down. And then that Abraham Lincoln M after Kyle Tucker steps up to the plate with bases loaded has an unreal at bat. I think it was nine pitches could have been 10, nine pitch at bat. Last pitch is a heater at a hunch and Tucker turns it around for the grand slam. My goodness. <laughs> what an at bat. What a freaking Astros. This is what they do, people. Framber Valdez, he gives up six Ernie's, dude. Gets outdueled by Grayson uh. Rodriguez. Baltimore's flying high. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Spirit's Not only broken. does he hit the Grand Slam in game one to get the W, he comes out against our boy Flaherty, and in the first inning of that game, I believe he hits a two-run Jimmy Jack um, and puts them ahead. They win that game as well. They win that one 8-2. to two. Uh, Flaherty's overall line, he's been pretty good for the Orioles so far. This one, five innings pitched, three earned runs, so he settled down after that one. And the Orioles, like we talked about in game three, avoid the sweep. They win 5-4. Uh, touch up Hunter Brown a little bit. They get eight hits, five earned runs off him. Uh, Rushman with the homer, Mountcastle with the homer. Both of them had two RBI. 
in that game. Um, but the Astros take care of business against a really solid Orioles. No, solid's not the right word. Shut up, Trevor. They've been the AL's best team. <laughs> best team in the AL. I can't wrap my head around that, though, Biebers. I can't. I'm just being honest with the people here. Holy crap. That happened fast. 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 Last year was their, like, burst on the scene year. They just missed the playoffs, and all of a sudden they're a juggernaut. Um, With that said, this week Astros showed them what the Astros do. They have been there and done that. So Yes, they have. Yes, they have. An important lesson for that Baltimore team to learn, and they they do salvage the series by by at least getting that one at the end, 5-4. So, Dean Kramer, I like him. Just some Dean Kramer. I like that Dalton put in this note. The game started 13 minutes late because of rain. Dalton, you didn't need to put that in there. <laughs> Littlest rain delay. <laughs> <laughs> what is the shortest rain delay of all time? And is Ooh. that it right there? It could, let's see if that's a quick Googleable thing. <laughs> delay MLB history. Uh, and that last game, Houston left 11 runners on base. The Orioles left how many, Biebs? A lot. Zero in the last game. Not a lot. They went three for three with runners in scoring position. Okay, did you quick Google it? Yes, there was a rain delay that was just over three minutes in 2014. Uh, it was Mets Brewers, so that's some good stuff. It was in at- extra innings. Where was it at? Looks like... It has to have been at City Field. Yes, City Field. Brewers are a dome. Um, Brewers are not a dome. It's retractable, and they've messed that up before. Okay. <laughs> they've messed that up before. Check a forecast, guys. <laughs> All right. We're going to move on to the National League. Do we, do we have any reads or anything? I'm not good at this. We do. We do. The National League, Trev, brought to you yeah. by some good friends. Tommy, John, Jake's favorite oh. underwear. Jake flew, I guess it was last night. You know what cut type of underwear he was wearing. He's got to yeah. get comfortable. I mean, actually, he's just Tommy John 100% now after after getting in on this deal. Uh, I had a big game last night, so you know I broke out my Tommy Johns. Uh, you know, when you wear Tommy John, you are much more comfortable. You do everything better. Tommy John, is under, Tommy John underwear has the non-rolling waistband for the perfect fit. The legs never ride up. Every pair comes with the Tommy John's no wedgie guarantee. Tommy John underwear has dozens of comfort innervations like the breathable, lightweight, moisture-wicking fabric with four times the stretch of competing uh, brands that uh, keep you seven degrees cooler than cotton. How do they get that number? I don't know. They've got science behind it. I do love Tommy John. I have a few pairs of them. I save them for the big occasions still. Like I said, Jake is on them every day now. I like Tommy John. You should be interested as well. Get 20% off your first order right now at TommyJohn.com slash talking. 20% off at TommyJohn.com slash talking. TommyJohn.com slash talking. No G on there. See site for details. The link is in the description. Uh, guys, like, get good underwear. It will make well, every day better. I was just going to tell better. you, Beavers, like, you, you turn into an adult when you don't have good underwear days and bad underwear days you should just have good underwear days okay oh yeah i mean we're getting there i'm off the parents (laughs) health insurance now toss the old listen guys toss the old underwear away just toss it you don't need it you'll thank some tommy john philip how about this i think guys should have 10 pairs of tommy john i think that's all you need 
get you through through the laundry cycles. Get fourteen. Get fourteen. Get two weeks worth of underwear. Firm two weeks. I like. Boom. That. Why yeah. not? Get then you you go into your drawer and you don't have to go for the bad underwear. That's just not it, guys. <laughs> it's not a good not time. Not it. It's not a good time. Trev, would you like to tell us what happened in the National League? Yes, I would. And we're starting in my city, Philadelphia. The Nationals came into town. Phillies took care of business. They won three of four. And what a series it was. They win the first game 8-4 to four behind Zach Wheeler. 60s pitch, three earned runs. They win the... Uh, excuse me. That was a doubleheader because the first game was postponed. So they win the first game of the doubleheader. They lose the second game of the doubleheader 5-4 as the Nationals get their only victory behind a Josiah Gray start. Not too great. Fordings pitched four earned runs. And then it was all Phillies after that. 7-0 game three. Something might have happened. Oh, yeah. A no-no by our guy, Michael Lorenzen. Damn, Michael. In the white <laughs> vans. Goes 124 pitches to get it done. Topper. Way to keep him in there. Another caveat there. Weston Wilson. I'll talk about you, bro. I really will. Uh, they win the last game 6-2 to two as well. Behind a nice start by Nola, who, you know, hasn't had the greatest year. He goes five innings pitch with one earned run. Uh, in that game, Riamuto homers, Trey Turner homers, Castellanos homers. Uh, Castellanos had a couple homers in this series. Uh, Trey Turner's been banging since the standing ovation, so great job, Philly. More teams should get behind their struggling players. More on this series in a little bit. Phillies take three of four. Very impressive. Do you like my damn, Michael? I really like that. That's pretty good. Uh, how about this one? The Braves went into Pittsburgh. A lot of four-game sets this year or this uh, week. What's going on there? Uh, they split with the Pirates. Pirates win the first one, 7-6. Braves take the meat games, 8-6, 6-5, before the Pirates won the last one, 7-5. So a lot of close games here. My goodness. Uh, Spencer Strider got nailed in the first game. Two and two-thirds innings, six earned runs. My goodness. Uh, Atlanta starting pitching, not great here. Torino, six earned runs. Max Fried, four earned runs in four innings pitch. Bryce Elder, five earned runs in five innings pitch. It doesn't matter. They split the series. Uh, Pirates doing the dang thing. Matt Olson is hitting homers. Key Brian Hayes having a, a day there in the last game. The Braves are a wagon, splitting two, uh, two games, or getting two games in a split. I think they'll take it more on this series in a bit. Spencer Strider, what the heck? Mm. Okay. Moving on, the Marlins go into Cincinnati. They're fighting for a playoff spot. The Reds are fighting for a playoff spot. The Marlins take two of three. Those fish. The Reds win the first game five to two. They get to Yuri Perez. He goes four and two thirds with four earned runs. Uh, Encarnacion Strand hits the homer in the first game. And then the Marlins took control. 3-2 in the second game, 5-4 in the last game to win the series. Josh Bell looking like Josh Bell again now that he's on the Marlins. He hits two homers in the last game. Jorge Soler goes 3-for-3 three three in game two with two ribbies and a homer. They get the job done. Braxton Garrett, that is Dalton's guy, huh? He loves Braxton Garrett. He goes six and he's pitched two earned runs, gets the job done. Cueto still pitching. In the big leagues. you love to see that. Five and he's pitched three and runs in that game three. Marlins take two out of three. Reds are kind of 
Kind of iffy right now. If I got to be honest with you, Marlins doing the thing. I like that. Okay. Uh, how about this? Chicago Cubs. They go into flushing. I don't know what to call it, people. They take on the flushing. New York Mets. The Mets take two or three. They win the first game 11 to two. How'd that happen? Drew Smiley got banged around, and Sanga had a good start there. Uh, Jamison Tyone gets the dub in game two. He goes seven innings pitched, two earned runs. Kyle Hendricks goes five innings pitched, two earned runs uh, in that last game. The Mets take that one four to three. Cubs win the second game three to two. Cubs are there. They need to win games. Mets need to win games. Are the Mets done? They're done. They They're sold done. off. They take two out of three. We'll dive into that a little bit later. The Rockies go into Milwaukee. Milwaukee handles business. They take two of three. They win the first game 12 to one. And then there's a couple extra inning games. The Rockies, Cole Tucker. Oh, our guy. Cole guy. Tucker ends up, they get the W in the game two. They win that one seven to three and 10 score a bunch of runs in that 10th inning. And the Brewers walk it off uh, on Wednesday, game three. They do it. Who hit the walk off for them? I got to scroll down here. Mark Canna scored the winning run in the bottom of the 10th on a throwing air by Tovar. That's right. Wow. Okay. Stay atop the NL Central. Brewers take two of three. We'll dive into it a little bit later. This is a big one. Not really. Two-gamer. Dodgers sweep uh, the Diamondbacks in Arizona. 5-4 and then 2-0. Bobby Miller with a nice start. Urias with a nice start. They both go six in these pitch. Four hits, zero earned runs. Very similar lines there. Uh, Mookie has a big game. Freddie has a big game. Of course they do. Dodgers win the two game. They sweep it. And I, I guess that's what happened in the National League. The standings. The Beavers. standings. I have those ready for you. The Braves still atop the NL East. Uh, they are nine and a half games up on the Phillies, who are the next best team in the division, and they've been really going. Seven and three in their last ten, the Phillies are. Marlins, Mets, Nats bringing up the rear there. Milwaukee Brewers are two and a half games up on the division right now. Cubs and Reds. Uh, by games back, they are tied. I think Reds have one more win and one more loss. So, okay. Pirates, you're in fourth there. Nine and a half games out. And the Cardinals are bringing up the rear in the NL Central. We are going to look back on this season for them in a very weird way. A weird outlier for them, I think. Dodgers are up six and a half games on the Giants in the NL West. The Arizona Diamondbacks on an L8, 11 and a half out. They are below 500 now. Um, sheesh. Padres are in for 13 and a half out of the division, but they have some, some better vibes. Well, we'll get into them later, I think. Rockies, you are in last place there. In the wild card, three teams currently holding position. The Phillies have the top wild card spot. Good for you guys. Uh, the Giants, they have been pretty firmly in that second seed there uh, for a while now. Marlins, they have the third spot right now, but Cubs and Reds both half a game out of there. The D-backs are still around. They're two and a half out. Get right, guys. Uh, the Padres within five games, four and a half out. They're creeping, maybe. Uh, the rest of you guys can't really talk about Mets. You're seven games out. You are literally closer to last place. Uh, I think not last place, but the teams that are firmly out Padres with the L four diamondbacks with the L eight 
uh, Miami taking Cincinnati out of that last playoff spot because they won two out of three. They're a half mm-hmm. game up on the Cubs and Cincinnati. That's going to be a wild, yeah. wild race, man. Three three teams within half a game of that last spot. That's hey, you like postseason races? Word of Cron Pod. Uh, Nationals go into Philadelphia. Um, Philadelphia handles business. The only game the Nationals won was the second game of the doubleheader. Joy Manessis uh, has two homers there. He's he's continued to be a very good big league hitter. Uh, I know he started off slow. He's been getting it going lately. So shout out to him and Josiah Gray. Well, I guess he didn't. Josiah Gray doesn't really deserve a shout out, but just what's yeah. up, bro? They won the game you started, and you and I are Instagram friends. So love oh, you, Josiah nice. Gray. Other than that, Phillies handled it. Uh, the Lorenzen no-hitter is obviously the talk of the town. Uh, he's now pitched in two games for the Phillies. He won eight innings in the first one, uh-huh. obviously nine here. So he's been a steal at the trade deadline. They have six dudes right now. Actually, seven starters because I, they have uh, Sanchez, Suarez, Wheeler, Nola, Lorenzen, and then also Bailey Falter. So they have like seven guys that can take the pill whenever they need to. Um, that's going to help you as you get down into the nitty gritty of the season like we're at now. Uh, but Lorenzen seems to be, you know, uh, an under the radar big time pickup. You know, we a lot of people were not happy when he made the all star team because, you know, he wasn't having a great year, but they have to send someone. The Tigers really didn't have anybody else. Yeah. So he goes. But then after that, he's been really good. Yes. Yeah, since then, I think. Like since the day he got announced to the All Star team, he has pitched like it. So just needed some positive affirmations, I guess. And hey, he gets the no hitter. That's nice. Uh, that was 124 awesome. pitches. He's a workhorse. Uh, Topper lets him stay in there, which is nice. Um, also in that game, I guess snaps for Lorenzen again. Doing it in the Stalling. white vans is hilarious. Yeah, that is awesome. Like he needs a deal, Vans. If he doesn't have one already, they just sent a pair of your shoes into the Hall of Fame, which is awesome. <laughs> um, in that game, Weston Wilson hits a homer. Uh, he also yes. walks twice, so he's one for one with two walks in his big league career. Um, I got to meet this guy. He's toiled around the Brewers minor leagues. Uh, he's been kind of doing that. I think six, seven years in the minor leagues finally makes his debut. It's during this no hitter. So it kind of gets overshadowed, but his family was there. Uh, him and Cole Tucker worked together this offseason hitting oh. in a facility out here in Thousand Oaks with my buddy Brad Boyer. So I got to see him in the offseason. I was I was, you know, working with Cole a little bit as well. Both those guys are up in the big leagues right now. Nice. And wow. uh Wilson's uh, a strong, powerful dude with a good swing. So uh, we'll see what he does with the Phillies down the stretch. I don't know what his usage will be. I don't know how long it's going to last, but I'm happy for the guy that he's there. Good dude. And again, yeah. kind of got overshadowed. So I wanted to make sure I shouted him out there. Oh, that's a great call trip. I feel like there's a chance I'm making this up, but either earlier this year or last year, I think he like got, he might've gotten called up and like didn't play or maybe maybe he just homered a bunch in a spring training game and that's what's on my radar. I remember hearing his name at some point. So good for him. I didn't realize he was one of those uh one of those guys. And I didn't know you get, you knew him. So I like that. I know him. Um, I have uh also something to shout out. Jack Fritz. Uh, apparently 
is the guy that organized the standing ovation for Trey Turner. Okay. Um, and he's been raking ever since that happened. I think he's one dotting it since that happened. Uh, I love, like, this needs to happen more. Why not? Like, instead of booing your players when they're doing poorly, how about you be an emotional rock for them and lift their spirits because it will, I promise you, I promise you, when guys are struggling, they know. And they don't want to be struggling. <laughs> you know what can help them? Some positive affirmation. That's what happened here. Trey's like, you know what? Okay, it ain't so bad. The people love me here. Or at least yeah. they're they're rooting for me. They know we're, they Mentally, know we're together goes for a the long next way. decade. So nice to get the support. I like that. It's a little more my so shout out to booing. Phillies fans, Jack Fritz, that's awesome. They take three of four. Now that's nice as they're they have a stranglehold on one of the wild card spots. I, I I think that's safe to say. I mean, they're up four games on the Feels Giants. Like no, got, up four games on the Cubs, I guess that is. Yeah. Yeah, up yeah. four. I guess it's at four and a half on them. They uh Yeah, they're they're in a very good position. <laughs> they're in a very good position. The math can sneak up on you real quick. Um Yeah, Philly. They had, they had that weird start to the year. I felt like they kept digging themselves a hole, climbing back up to 500, then digging a hole again. But they, for at least like two months now, have just kind of fully gone and been the team we sort of expected. And the Braves, <clears throat> the Braves have been a special team this regular season. So the you know, not sure how much more Phillies fans could want for this year. Obviously, maybe they're maybe they're saying if they got off to a better start, they could be given given the Braves a run for their money up top, but. Hey, you got to be happy with where you're at in this spot. They handled a wild card series a year ago. So, Phillies go. Speaking of the Braves, they split a four-gamer with the Pirates in that first game. Uh, Spencer Strider gets roughed up. He matched a a career low, two and two-thirds. This is an interesting stat. What day was that? August 7th. 7th. Last year on August 7th, he also lasted only two and two-thirds inning against the Mets. So maybe don't throw Spencer Strider on August 7th. He doesn't like the day, people. Yeah, he doesn't like seven, August 7th. Guy. He uh Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah, his It's not a good yeah. Rare bad start from Pirates aren't a team you would have expected to do that. He uh has been in for what Spencer Strider's done the rest of this year, a little bit of a funk, uh, going back to mid July, but uh, second half of the year, I guess. But uh, you know, I, th- I don't think you're you can be too worried about him, he'll, he'll figure it out, but he'll be fine. That is that just is a bad start, and those will happen. Uh, the Pirates had two outs, no one on. Um, they scored one run in the third, and then they scored another five runs, uh, before the Braves could get the final out of that inning. So good on them. And then uh, Orlando Arcia um, had a three-run inning, or he had a two-run double and a three-run inning in the top of the ninth um, for the Braves to take the lead. We're going to talk a little bit more about Orlando Arcia later. I think so. Um, Cunha let off the game with the homer in that second one. They split the series. Not much to talk about here. Braves are a wagon. And also Matt Olson, I believe, caught Shohei Otani in homers. But that wasn't during this series, I don't think. I don't think so. It might have been 
A four gamer? I don't know. I know Cabrian Hayes gave the gave the Braves some fits all uh, all week. Uh, there's a little bit more on him later, but uh, are you yeah. talking Key Brian? Uh, no, but he appears in one of our lists. Oh, okay, sure. He'll be in uh, nice, nice. I like Key Brian Hayes a lot. Yeah, he's put he's putting it together a bit. Okay, Matt Olson did tie Shohei in this series at the 40th homer in the last Bang. game. How about this? If I, you know, we always talk about the Braves, but they're a wagon. They're so good. How about this for you guys? Over the last six games, starters have posted a 10.59 earned run average. Cause for concern in Atlanta? Well, not really. Not really. <laughs> they, uh, Marlins, what do you got? Just Cabrian Hayes' butter knife. He, you know, he's missed a couple time, a little time with, with two different injuries, it looks like, but, uh, his last 30 games played dating back to May 31st. He's batting 317 with an 866 OPS. So that's something you got to be excited about if you're in Pittsburgh. Um, if he's, Love that. If he's going to go, that's a big part of what they're doing. Big picture. Marlins came into town, took care of business, stole a wild card spot from the Reds. Uh, the Reds got really good starting pitching in this series. Uh, Brandon Williamson goes six and two thirds with one and run. Luke Weaver, four and a third innings pitch, but only one earned run. Graham Ashcraft, seven innings pitch, one earned run. Uh, but the Marlins figure out a way to win two of these games. Uh, they win the final two games, 3-2, 5-4. They love one-run games. That's what they kind of do. Uh, I did see Josh Chisholm uh, in the first game, had a pinch hit homer. He also threw Ellie De La Cruz out on a really nice play in center field. I mean, it had to be perfect. He kind of ranged over to his glove side, turned and fired. And and got Ellie going into second. I saw that highlight. Um, so the Marlins, yeah, they come in and they do it. Um, I mentioned Solaire. He had a big game in game two, three for three with the homer, two ribbies. And then Josh Bell had two home runs in that final game, drove in four. Brian De La Cruz also had a homer. Uh, you know, they're going to pitch. And if they get some of these homers, they can bop you and win some games. They have made some uh, offensive additions. There's uh, some more on Josh Bell coming later. He, I will be talking about him. Um, oh, there we go. One, th- another note from this series is uh, Marlins decided try a little, try a little something, something. They swapped Solaire and uh, Arise in the order one, two. So, uh, so the, seems like it worked. Solaire had a big series, um, and I like, I like trying something new. More ejections. Avisel Garcia right. gets ejected. Jorge Soler, Skip Schumacher get ejected in the, in the next game. Uh, I don't know what's going on here with that. A lot of ejections going uh, this week. Um, last game, David Robertson allowed a hit, and then he struck out Elliot de Cruz for his 17th save and in 21 tries. Third for the Marlins since being acquired uh, via a trade. So Marlins doing it. They shore up a bullpen. They bring some bats in. Uh, they rested Yuri Perez. I know he didn't have a great start here, but I think he's going to be able to throw the rest of the year. I'd assume yeah. he's uh, he is facing the Yankees. I believe I believe that game is happening today. Um, yeah. Oh no, nope, Lazardo's today. I know the Yankees are getting Yuri Perez this this week end, but uh, so yeah, I'll get a, I'll get a good look. Tell you how it goes. He's pitching Sunday. 
confirmed. The Marlins had lost five games before winning the last two games of this series. So it kind of flipped the script a little bit on the Reds, which is nice. Yeah. Good team to, to flip it against. That's who you were chasing. Yep. Uh, Cubs lose two or three to the Mets, and that is not what you want as a Cubs fan uh, because now you are a half game back of a playoff spot as well. Uh, Senga, who's just been really good for the Mets, he does a great job uh, in that first game. Pete Alonso is not giving a fuck anymore. Three for four with two homers, six ribbies. Love that for him. He's saying every day that I don't get an extension, the price is going up. Love that. Lindor, who's having a much better season than I knew about. He goes three for four in that first game. Cubs win the second one. Talkman getting some more playing time out there. I think yeah. they, I, I believe, say Suzuki is just not starting anymore because Talkman's doing it and he's struggled a little bit. He goes two for three with a homer. Jan Gomes has a, a double in an RBI in the second game. And then the Mets win the last one. Again, there's Pete Alonso, one for two, two walks, a homer. Jeff McNeil getting in on the homer um, brigade. Mets take two out of three. Yeah, that's a big one. They uh, stifle the Cubs in their, their pursuit of the playoffs. So, and the, the Cubs were red hot, red hot. Um, yeah, I see. In the Sound last game, Suzuki did get to get back in there. He went three for four with a triple and a homer. So sometimes you gotta find take the something away so you appreciate a little more. That yeah. happens in sports. <laughs> Tyone, he is he has enjoyed pitching in New York this year. Shuts down the Yankees and uh, looks like he shut down the Mets. Retired the final sixteen batters he faced. So, I feel like he used to play in New York a lot. I don't know. Like JMO a lot. Been on this show. Yes. Um, and I believe this is the last series. Let me see. Nope. Two more series. Uh, <clears throat> not too much on this one. Uh, Brewers take two or three from the Rockies, doing what you're supposed to do. I mentioned the first game was just a bloodbath. <laughs> uh, Sal Frelick. Uh, two for three with a homer. William Contreras, three for five with three ribbies. Tyrone Taylor, two for four with a homer. They score 12. They win 12 to one. Uh, Peralta goes seven innings pitch, one and run. So they get the job done in game one. Then the Rockies, like I mentioned, uh, they scored a bunch in that uh, top of the 10th. It was actually Cole mm-hmm. Tucker's walk that um, put them ahead. Hell and then yes. they scored some more. So that's awesome. Go Kotuk. He also had another knock there. Vanessa Hudgens was in attendance for the game. And I will be seeing him on Saturday as he they are now facing the Dodgers. Um, and then the last game. Uh Milwaukee, they trail six to five. Um, Canna has the RBI double, and then a walk-off run scoring air that was hit by Monasterio. Um he had a fumble, Canna in left field in the tenth that gave the Rockies the lead. Uh, but then he huh. answered the bell in the bottom. Milwaukee wins two of three to maintain their lead in the NL Central. Mm. Gives gives up one on an error and uh, instigates the other. Didn't hit the ball. Was running the bases on that. But uh, so yeah, kind of feels karmically even there. I'd say that's nice. Immediate redemption. Yeah, he has not been good since going to the Brewers. A four seventy eight OPS in the nine games since the trade from the Mets to the Brewers. Uh, I expect him to figure some stuff out. I just saw him. He went to like a fair with his family. You know, it's good. Good old fashioned fun. So I expect him to uh, turn it around there. He'll do his thing. 
He'll do his thing. I like that. Dodgers sweep the Diamondbacks. Two game sets, uh, two good pitching performances by Urias and Miller, and then the usual suspects get the job done uh, for the Dodgers. Um, Betts, Freeman do their thing in game one. Merrill Kelly has a nice start in game two. Dodgers win that one two to nothing. Uh, David Peralta had the two run single. Um, Oh, revenge. That's really it, guys. They won. They win two games. They're doing the dang thing. Still in first place in the NOS. And now Dodgers still the Dodgers. D backs are in a bad way. And, uh, Jake's coming to town to fix it. They need an L8? What is going on? He got swept by my twins? Sheesh. So we got the interleague uh, recap. There's three series here. Is that brought? Oh, yeah. That is brought to us by our good friends over at Blue Oh, I love Blue Moon. Playoffs are just around the corner, so it's time to help your team out by sticking to your lucky rituals, like the ritual of enjoying an ice-cold blue ma- blue moon while it, the game is on. Blue Moon was born in a ballpark, first brewed at Coors Field in Denver, Colorado, with its refreshing flavor with Valencia orange peel for a subtle sweetness and hints of coriander. Blue Moon Belgian-style wheat ale is a one-of-a-kind beer that's made brighter. It's carefully crafted and full-flavored with refreshing notes and smooth and a smooth, creamy finish. A beer this good only comes around once in a blue moon. Hey, that's the name of the thing. But you can enjoy it all season long. Blue Moon isn't just another beer. It's a whole different experience. Brighten up your baseball traditions with Blue Moon Belgian-style wheat ale. It's one-of-a-kind every time. Visit get.bluemoonbeer.com slash baseball to find Blue Moon delivery options. That's get.bluemoonbeer.com slash baseball. Blue Moon made brighter. Celebrate responsibly. Blue Moon Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Enjoy enjoy Blue Moon. Get it delivered. They make it so Blue Moon easy is now. never a bad idea. It's like one of the family feud answers, like high up there for like people's favorite beer. People, Everyone loves Blue Moon. I drank a Blue Moon at like 10 in the morning at the office because I was so hungry. I hadn't eaten anything, and I, the Blue Moon was sitting there, so I just drank it for the calories. Got your morning it calories. It's not a bad I don't know if I suggest that, that for everybody, but for me it worked. Yeah, that day, it was a formula. <laughs> All right, yeah. let's get into the interleague. Yes. Three games here. We're starting in Los Angeles, sort of, more like Anaheim. I know they don't like that joke, but the Giants came into town. Against the Angels, and the Angels said, nah, we haven't been playing great, but we take two or three from the Giants. The Giants win the first game 8-3, to three, and the Angels won the next two 7-5 to 4, and then 4-1. to one. Uh, Three quality starts from Angels pitchers in this series. You had Patrick Sandoval going six and two-thirds with two earned runs. Then Lucas Giolito goes six innings pitch with three earned runs. And then Shohei, six innings pitch with zero earned runs. Like I said, they take two of three in the first game. The Giants came and hit the ball in, later in the game. Two for four, J.D. Davis was. Patrick Bailey goes two for three. Wilmer Flores, who's had a great year, goes two for four in that game. Then after that, it was all the Moose show. Game two, he goes two for three with two ribbies. And then in game three, two for four with a homer and three ribbies to back up Shohei's nice effort. Um, <clears throat> Patrick Bailey in the first game, he had a two-run double. Um Randall Grichik misplayed his drive to left, and that was a six-run six rally, excuse me, in the ninth inning. 
and that was tough. That was their seventh consecutive loss for the Angels, uh, which was their season worst. Uh, but then they answered the next two games, got back into it. Drury had three hits uh, in the second game. Uh, and like I mentioned, Giolito gets his first victory. But it was, like I said, it was the Mike show, the Mike Moustakis show. He's had a really, really good year. I believe he's got an 820 OPS. And he is just, he's going to play forever. This guy is a ball player. Angels take two or three Probably too little, too late, I'd assume. But you never know, Angels fans. Giants, kind of a what is you doing, baby. Uh, St. Louis Cardinals go down to Tampa. And this is a weird one because the Cardinals, not a good team this year. They take two out of three from the Rays, who are dealing with a bevy of injuries. The Rays win the first game 4-2 to two, uh, behind a really nice um, start by Eflin. He goes seven innings pitch, one earned runs. But Michaelis kind of matches him. He goes seven innings pitch, two earned runs in that game. Yandi goes four for four on his birthday. And then it was all Cardinals from there. 6-4 in game two, 5-2 in game three. Uh, D- Dakota Hudson gets the W in that second game. He goes five innings pitch with three earned runs. And then how about Matt Libertor? Goes eight innings pitch, shutty with seven Ks, for the win, uh, Cardinals definitely too little, too late for them. Paul Goldschmidt surpassed 1,100 RBI with a two-run single in that second game. Paul Goldschmidt is an all-timer. Let me tell you that right now, people. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> um, Libertor had a great start in that last one. Uh, the Rays, middle of the lineup in the third game, Beavers, four through nine hitters. So I guess that's the middle and the end. Hmm. Didn't record a hit. That's how you lose two out of three to the Cardinals. Two-gamer here. The Padres go up into Seattle, and the Mariners sweep. Mm. 2-0, 6-1. Mariners do the thing. Logan Gilbert had a great start. And then how about Emerson Hancock in his MLB debut? Goes five innings pitch, one earned run, up against Hugh Darvish, who also had a really nice start there. He goes six innings pitch with zero earned runs. Uh, but it was the J.P. Crawford show in game one. He went three for three for four with a double. Dylan Moore, one for two with a ribby. And then Cade Marlowe, big forearms, does it in game two, along with Cal Raleigh. They get the two-game sweep. Uh, they've won. Seattle has won 12 of 14 games. My people. And they are one and a half back of a wild card spot. Uh, this is, this is uh, we'll see. J.P. Crawford, he crumbled to the infield dirt. Uh, he collided with Eugenio Ooh. Suarez in the fourth inning of that game. Um, he went into concussion protocol, got tested for it. I'm still waiting to see what happened there. And that's what happened in the inter- interview. Bang. Great job, Trev. Uh, yeah. yeah. I don't Ooh. like that J.P. Crawford <clears throat> news, but all right. We will start in Los Angeles. Uh, again, these are going to go quick. Yeah, these sets. Um, Giants win the first game. Like I mentioned, a 6-1 rally in the ninth. Angels down bad after that. Hmm. Um, they were looking to win the game. You have your closer in. It's 3-2. to two. Six runs later. Bottom. It ain't happening. Um, he... 
Estevez, that was his second consecutive blown save. He converted the first 23. Um, up in that game, they hadn't won. The Angels hadn't won a game after the trade deadline, which is tough. <laughs> but then they salvaged the series. They win two out of three. Sorry, people, I had something in my throat. Mm. Salvage the series. Two out of three. <clears throat> Drury and Mike Moustakis do the dang thing. And then in the second game, or excuse me, the third game, Shohei's on the bump, does enough to win. And then Moustakis hits the tie-breaking three-run homer uh, for them to get it done. And again, go check his stats out, people. He's doing it. He's doing it for the Angels. going to get a contract this offseason. Sheesh. You will. Signs a minor league deal with the Rockies. Ends up on the Angels. He's going to get a major league deal. I promise you that. He's really good <clears throat> this year. I hadn't looked at the numbers in full. Knew, knew he wasn't doing bad, but he's really hit. Cardinals take two or three. I think the talk of the town here is Shane McClanahan. Probably not going to pitch again this season. The Rays are <clears throat> down bad with the injuries. They still have enough pitching to get through, but they they have to be perfect. No more injuries. You know they have Savali, they have Eflin, they have guys that can get the job done. But no more injuries. Glass now has to be okay the rest of the year. All of those things have to happen. As the hottest team during the beginning of the year is now, I'm not saying struggling, but they haven't continued that pace, which we knew they couldn't. And a lot of it has to do with the injuries that they have gone through this year. For sure, yeah. They uh, obviously the historic start to the year that you know, basically no teams ever have maintained. So, so you're going, you're coming from a good spot, but they, uh, I mean, they're they're not in first in their division anymore. I know it's the best division, but uh, but yeah, they uh, they've the record's not been good since the start of July. Um, little Yandy Diaz love. He's hitting 322. He's been great. He's the best mark in the AL. It's the fourth in the majors. 917 OPS ranks only behind Shohei in qualified AL hitters. So Yandy Diaz is doing it. Uh, you know who's been struggling is Randy Rosarena. Yeah, he he like fell out of like pedal contention this month, and and yep. you know, we have another another week of that. Um, that's. That's bad for everybody. I like watching Randy be good. Ozzy Siri had a big catch in the first game to preserve the lead against Nolan Gorman, and then the Cardinals did the thing, won the next two games. Uh, we mentioned uh, Paul Goldschmidt doing his thing. Gallegos got a save, worked a perfect ninth in game two, and then it was Libertor show in game three. Cardinals take two or three from the Rays. And the last series here, the Padres, who L4, two teams kind of going in different directions here. Padres going down, Mariners going up. And it really showed in this series, man. It really did. Logan Gilbert, a really, really nice start. We mentioned Crawford and Dylan Moore doing their thing. And then Emerson Hancock snaps for you in your debut. Great job. Five innings pitched, one and run, like I mentioned before. Mariners sweep the Padres in a two-gamer. Yeah. Fernando Tatis was Hancock's first uh, ticket that got punched, so that's a nice that's a nice name to get to be your first. Uh, yes, Mariners fans, you're you're starting to feel pretty good, I think. You know, like we said during the standings uh, of the AL, 
one and a half out. You're the next team in. Uh, they wanted me to pronounce them dead. I wasn't going to do it because I really felt like this team could go, and here they are doing it. <laughs> they, you know, and they still, I think, have all of those games that uh, Jolly turned us on to uh, last week. They still have, I think, 13 left against the A's and Royals. Yes, their so schedule they, is very soft. They. You know, just take care of those games. Don't be a disaster in the others. And I, I like think Mariners are kind of a lock to make the playoffs. Oh no! Don't can't, say that. can't say those words. I said it in parentheses. Um, okay. But they're Padres. They're looking What's good. What's up, bro? Padres on on Monday. I think Jake declared buying Padres stock, and since then they've done nothing but lose. <laughs> um, so that's a tough draw, but uh. Yeah, they had they had just been starting to feel like the, feel like the juice could be there if they get really hot. They've got the personnel; it's the guys that are gonna be there. But uh, whew. and it's not about these two games; just the whole season has been yeah, it's been disappointing. I mean, they're they're two or three games under five hundred. What are they? They're as of right now. I don't they're know if those games five count. games under five hundred. Yeah, I don't know how many of those games are those next series, but the they're five games under as of time of recording. Four and a half out with two teams between them in the playoff spot. Not to mention one team having to drop out. They uh they have dug themselves into a hole and they're sort of in their own tier here standings wise. Snaps for us for getting through the first half of the show. Yes, brushed it. As always, uh, now it is time for the second half of the show. Is that brought to us by anybody? Everyone go buy a shirt. Shop.johnboymedia.com. There are some fire shirts on sale. Actually, like any players in the big leagues, we got got you. I think there's a a new line that might be out there if you go look at the website right now that's going to be probably a tweet about it soon. I saw some cool shirts. Got sent a link yesterday. What were they like? JM Essentials or or more? The, the JM Essentials Summerline might be coming. Didn't hear it from me. I don't know. That's hot. Need it. So there's gonna be. Let's even move more on. Options. Beavers too. Standout performance. Performances. A lot of guys on the list here. We could talk about Carlos Correa. We could talk about Pablo Reyes. We can talk about Kyle Tucker, but we're not going to. At least I am. So many of those. Guys. I'm going to mention somebody that has kind of flown under the radar. And this one idiot fan uh, called, I think he called me a jackass because we didn't mention Orlando Arcia mm. in the JM talk, all JM team talk for National League shortstops. Just turns out that there's a couple guys having better years than him. Um, but not by a lot, but by enough where we were deciding between those two guys and not Orlando Garcia. But uh, he had a big game. He went three for five with a double and a homer and three ribbies. And on the year, his numbers are nuts. Up two, racked up two seven WAR. He's hitting three oh one on the season. Eight twenty nine OPS, one twenty OPS plus. At the beginning of the year, when he got the job over Vaughn Grissom. A lot of people were like, what is happening? We don't need this guy. And I said all he needed to do was just be solid, like just be okay. He doesn't need to be like an offensive threat. Like he just needs to go catch the ball. He's always been a glove fit guy. in perfectly. He's hit the ball. He's part of this vaunted Braves offense. 
Uh, he's he's held his wait. I mean, he's got forty three ribbies from your shortstop, forty nine runs, thirteen bombs. I mean, these are good numbers from a shortstop at at August eleventh. He's going to add on to these counting stats. So I'm stoked for him, man. Yeah, it's really awesome. funny because I played with Oswaldo Arcia. People forget that, and he always tell me about his baby brother. Huh. Going to be there, and here he is doing his <laughs> dang thing. So shout out Orlando Arcia for getting the job done and, you know, proving your worth when a lot of people doubted you. Yeah, he, uh, you know, hey, he's he is in the conversation for being you know, one of the people we pick for for a pedal for sure. Have another big month. He'll probably be be involved because his numbers, they are they are not far off, maybe not even off at all. He's he's in that crew. So good for good for that guy, man. Wouldn't be the first guy to to fully put it together at 28 years old. I've seen that story in yes. baseball. So yes, good good for that guy. Good for the Braves. Um, that's awesome. And he had a great day at the office. I am staying in the NL East for my standout. Um, and I teased this before. We mentioned that uh, it was in, I believe, in the 5-4 Marlins win. Josh Bell hits two homers. Uh, little nugget from that store, from that from that game. First time in Josh Bell's, I think, professional career. He's homer from both sides of the plate. Switch hitter with really? pop. And he has, it was the first time he's done it. He's, he mentioned in his post-game, like, on-field chat he, that, uh, yeah, first time I've done that since I was a kid. Like, like Little League stuff. Um I thought that was a cool story. Happened in an impactful win in an impactful series, so he picked a great time for it. Um, I think he had been, like, the second highest on, like, the switch hitter uh, home run leaderboards for a career that hadn't done that. So he he uh, crosses that off the checklist. Because I'm, sure I'm sure every switch hitter wants to do that at some point in the show. And you want to do that anyway. Two homers in any game, awesome. But... Feels like a good one. Nice job, Josh Bell. I'm curious to see if the Marlins can stay in this fight, hold on to a wild card spot. Because um, they'll be, I think, maybe not the most surprising team to get a playoff spot. Because you could probably put the Reds in there and the Cubs probably in front of them. I think there was more expectations yeah. on the Marlins De- just because definitely of the, the staff Reds. And, all, and all that goes into it. Yeah, uh, but they played a good brand of baseball. I mean, Josh Chisholm's back. They trade for Josh Bell. I mean, there's they made some additions, man. They shored up the bullpen. Like they're 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 doing a good job. They're doing what you want your franchise to do. So I'm really, I'm hoping they do. I think that'll be a a, a cool story. Uh, yeah, but again, really a lot cool. of people here could have been mentioned in stand up performances, but they weren't. Shout out and congrats to Orlando Arcia and Josh Bell for getting it. Yeah. A lot of good options always, and maybe a few of those options are going to be hitting this next segment. Dirt nasties on fuego. That means I'm on fire, baby. Like Waco. Did you see Aaron Rodgers is doing like a smoking a joint handshake? Huh. I. So this is it. They go together. This is Aaron Rodgers. This is somebody else, and they go. Interesting. Not good for the kids, Aaron. He's, he's rebranded over the last few years. So interesting story about how he sits with somebody different at lunch every day, and that's interesting. I don't know. 
Did he just turn into a weirdo or has he always been kind of a strange dude? Was he always weird and we just didn't know about it? Maybe. We started, you know. And maybe he's not weird. You know, I met him. Before I get into Infuego, I'm sorry. We got some time here. People were cruising. I met him at the, um, he won the MVP and then there was a party right before the Super Bowl. And I went down to this party. It was a CAA party, my former agency. And there's Aaron Rodgers. He's hanging He's there. there. there was a, lot, a lot of the football players were there. And my buddy who I was with, Nameless Jeff, a lot of people know Nameless Jeff on this show. Uh, he used to be a huge Packers fan uh, before Matthew Stafford stole me and Jeff over to the Rams. Uh, so we went and said hi to Aaron Rodgers. He was like the nicest guy. And you know what he was holding? What was he holding? Three books. Huh. He was walking around this party with three books. So at that point, I was like, okay, let's, uh, I don't know what's going on here, but that's my Aaron Rodgers story. Anyways, back to Enfuego for the series. Pete Alonzo, DGAF right now, five for 10, four homers, 10 ribbies. (laughs) That's a nice series, bro. Love that for you. How about Miami's DH, Jorge Soler, five for 11, two homers, three ribbies, and a walk. Keep Brian Hayes. Goes seven for 13, two homers with nine ribbies. He's on fire. I like that. That's what Enfuego means, by the way, Beaver. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, one the, For the week of August 4th through August 10th, uh, Trey Turner goes 10 for 27. He gets the standing O and does this. Ooh. Four doubles, two homers, eight ribbies for a 1.1. Got to love that. MJ Melendez, eight for 19 in the series, or for the week, excuse me. Uh, a triple and four homers for him, five ribbies for the 1.6er. How about Tyler Holton? Is he in your book? He was not previously in my book. I'll be Yeah, honest. I watched him pitch. Uh, Detroit right-hander Tyler Holton goes three games, four and a third innings pitch, zero earned runs, four Ks. That's how you do it. That's how you end up on Enfuego. And for the two weeks, just a bunch of pitchers, Beavers. These guys you were Darvish. in my book. Three games started, 19 innings pitch, 14 hits, two earned runs, 17 Ks. That's good for a .95 ERA and whip. Graham Ashcraft says, I see you. I see you out there doing that, you Darvish. I'm going to throw 21 innings pitch, though, in my three games started. I'm going to give up 13 hits, four earned runs, 14 Ks. I got a 171 ERA, but a .76 whip. That's nice. And then Matt Brash, who I think is probably the nastiest Reliever that nobody talks about. He's yep. filthy. His stuff is nasty. Eight games pitched in these two weeks. He went 3-0. and He got one save. Eight innings, five hits, no earned runs, eight Ks. For a one whip, zero ERA. And that's who's in Fuego for the week. Matt Brash might be what the Mariners knew about when they did the Paul Seawall trade. I don't know. That dude's nasty. Nasty. Congrats to all these guys. Keep producing... Injury updates. A couple couple names this week, man. Josh Young, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. I think uh, he goes on the IL, potentially missing the rest of the regular season. We'll see. Carlos Rodon, he goes on the IL with the hammy. Starling Marte's on the IL. Kevin Kiermeyer, our guy. Brian Wu, he's been said in the office a lot. Granky, AJ Pollock, Danny Kaloum, they all go on, but coming back. Luis Gonzalez out in San Francisco. Jonathan Luizaga, he was missed 
Clayton Kershaw, his first start in about a month and a half. And the big one is Trevor Story returning for the Red Sox. I think that could be a part of their juice uh, moving forward. Beautiful, Beavers. Beautiful. Now, we're not going to do an awards segment, but we are going to play the clip because we love it. Awards! Shout out, Kelsey. I thought I might see her uh, as the Rockies were coming to L.A. and I'm going to the game, but I think she's at home. Not on this set. Interesting. Saw saw Instagram from home, so I don't think she's there. Yeah. Um, Could be a one day stop by, or I, I don't know what the travel plan is. Can't claim to maybe. Know. Shout out Casey. Shout out Kelsey. We Those love two that. absolute studs. Yeah, got to hang out with Kelsey last week. We had some. We shared some laughs watching some watching some stuff at the floorball tourney. The best. Um, so instead of the awards, we did pose. Uh, we don't know what to call it. A tweet. Yeah, we but we put a tweet out there. We tweeted it out. We asked you, you know, what are some questions that you guys have? And instead of doing the awards, we'll do these. I favorited a few or liked a few. You're going way back on the favorite. What am I? Yeah, I don't know. Maybe but I'm favoriting might so be I, back. I have a few. We're not going to go through all of these. I think quickly, um, Keel's World seems like a Phillies fan. He goes, why has nobody talked about Bryson's thoughts 2023 season? Are you aware of just how good he's doing, Beavers? I mean, I've I've usually got my uh, my Phillies infielders on lock. I know he leads the team in war by, by quite a bit. Uh, he has been doing enough with the stick and is a really good fielder. So I, I love me some Bryson Stott. So he's 302, hitting 302 is average. Uh, 21 stolen bases, 10 homers. Uh, his OPS plus is 113. He has seven uh, defensive run saves at um, second base. Sheesh. So he's kind of like doing it everywhere. Uh, and that's how you rack up that war. And you know what? You know, when you talk about the Phillies, he's probably what? Like the eighth guy you mentioned on that team. But he has been the most consistent performer in a season where uh, Trey Turner has struggled to get going. Obviously, he's doing something now, uh, but he's still underperforming. Kyle Schwarber's having like a strange year, a bunch of homers. He's kind of having a Joey Gallo year, yeah. hitting 182, but his OBP is 324 and slugging 430 because he has those 30 homers. Uh, it's basically been Bryson Stott and Brandon Marsh. Now, Brandon Marsh is now on the IL, mm-hmm. uh, but, uh, you know, to be that guy. And this is your second year in the big leagues. He's got a three nine baseball reference war now. Good for you. Seven eighty OPS. Uh shout out. I mean, this guy's been a consistent performer on a really good team. And when you get this is the thing, this is why I wanted to talk about him. When you get performances like this. Beavers from a guy that you really aren't per- expecting to put up yeah. numbers like this. It'd be nice if he did. Obviously, you're not expecting this when you get your when you get your young guys, guys making the league minimum to perform like this, and then you have the guys who you're paying all the money and they start performing. That's how you construct a good baseball team. That's how you have good winning seasons. So shout out Bryson Stott for for doing it. Yeah, that's awesome. You get a guy. You were not banking on like you. Were, it was sort of a whatever we get from him, we get from him. Maybe we add someone mid-season, make him more of a bench piece. No, he's been he has been a stud for them. Uh, in a year where some of the guys you would expect to carry the load have have struggled or missed time, he has been 
as consistent as it gets for them. That's awesome. Another guy we're going to shine some light on. This question comes from Ed Hand 89. He goes, what will Tristan Casas need to do for you to respect him? And to that, I will say, I respect him already. He's a young hitter. He's 23 years old right now. He's been going off, dude. Last 28 days, Beavers, 342, 425, 750. That's a 1.175. I like that. He's been absolutely crushing the ball. Big old boy, 6'5", 244. Uh, He will be instrumental uh, to any Boston Red Sox success and run here um, during the playoffs. But, yeah, he's, he's figuring it out, man. That's it's good to see a young hitter it takes a little bit of time uh, to be comfortable uh, to understand the adjustments the league will make against you and what kind of adjustments you have to make and it seems like Casas has started to figure that out and a lot of people have been singing his praises for a while can, can you know they can't wait they couldn't wait to hit for him to get to the big leagues and perform and now he's there and proving everybody that had his back right so shout out to Tristan Casas for having just an incredible incredible. Uh, last month yeah i mean his numbers on on the season as a whole are just straight up good now uh so hey good for good for that dude he and you take one look at that guy and and i think everyone thinks he can hit obviously you gotta do it um and fortunately i've benefited from him not really not killing the yankees yet but uh i think that's gonna come and then i'll have to start like not liking him (laughs) Shout out to Casas and Bryson Stott. Now here is, we're going to answer two more questions before we get out of here. Uh, this one is kind of funny, funky because it's a weird award, but Beavers, who, this one comes from, this one comes from Arthur Congo. Who are your manager of the year frontrunners? And I think there's one easy one here in the AL. I think it's Bruce Bochy. I think so too. It's where there's, I think in each league, there's one team I mind jump to first. Uh, I, I'd be curious to extrapolate a little more, but in Rangers, we knew they were going to be competitive, but we were all saying, like, well, from where they are last year, if they go, they get 83 wins, that's a huge jump. And they have been uh, among the, the best teams in the AL, been atop their division for most, if not all, of this season. Um, he feels like a front runner. Okay, I think that I think he's got it. I mean, you could talk about Brandon Hyde in Baltimore and what he's been able to do. Didn't, and I didn't, believe he finished third last year, second last year. We can find that out so easy. If I in my head, I thought he might have gotten it, but that he could that have. could be. I thought wrong. he was behind. But. If he, I think you you may be right. He finished. How is that? Uh, second in in manager of the year last year. So there's a chance that the the writers try to do right by him and give him the, the, the kind of for the last two years, what you've done. Who won it last year? Cash. I think it was cash. I think it was cash manager. No way. Um, Oh, Tito got it last year. Mm, that's that's right. right. Cleveland did their thing. Yeah. Booney with a Booney with a couple votes. All right. Um, in the National League, I think it's a little bit uh, more up in the air. A couple guys that I can think of. Um, David Bell was the first David place Ross. I went. What's that? Bell was the first place my mind went, just where the Reds 
expectations are and the fact that they're they've given anything, let alone they're as much in the playoff race as anybody, but in their division. Bell and Ross are, you know, those are guys that have taken teams that, you know, have a lot of had question marks coming into the year. Um, not crazy expectations, but they've all they've surpassed them. So I could see that happening. Another one, and I know people are gonna say, No, you're biased. This is your friend, but Gabe Kapler in San Francisco deserves a shout. Like he's literally been working with like a two man, three man pitching staff for hmm. for months. He's gonna get some votes. So figuring that out while staying afloat, you know, in the National League, uh at one point they were I don't know if they ever got into first place in the NOS. I don't think so, but they got close. They're in the wild card right now. I think having to move pieces around like that definitely puts them in the conversation. So I think so. Too. I guess if I had to pick one, I'm picking Bruce Bochy in the American League. And I think I'm going to pick David Ross for the National League. If I were if I were casting my votes, I think I'd be Bochy and Bell. But Rossi's going to be, I think Ross and Bell are, my prediction would be Ross and Bell are one, two in some order. Gabe sneaks into third. Um, but he should be getting, he should be getting votes, man. He's good. That team didn't have necessarily the highest of expectations themselves this year uh, on a national level. Last question that we're going to pose to each other. Uh, this one comes from Sammy James. With Josh Jung out for their, most of the remainder of the season, who do you guys think will win the AL Rookie of the Year? Now, he was the favorite, has to have surgery, going to miss a bunch of time. So now we have some guys behind him. We have Yoshida. You could even throw Casas in there if he continues <laughs> to just point. go off. You have Gunnar Henderson. Um, I'm missing somebody else right now. <clears throat> um, No, that's it. Casas, Yoshida, Gunnar Henderson. Those are the guys that I would say could or are, are going to be in the running. Gunnar Henderson has just started to absolutely go off. Yoshida's kind of been consistent all year long. And we know what Casas has done. So I think those guys, I think Corbin Carroll has it wrapped up in the National League. Been so good, helped the team so much. I think I. Um, who are you picking of those guys? Mm, a lot of guys that are good. That I'm in, that I'm into, and and would hear the arguments for. It would have been Jung, but uh, Young. I still don't really know how you say his name. Thick neck. I think Gunner would be my front runner. What he's done on the season, he's the one that's on a first place team, um, and he has the pedigree that the guys were looking for. He was the top prospect in baseball, I believe, at the time he was called up. He's he's where my mind would first go to. Uh, curious if you agree. I think it's Gunner for me too <clears throat> because he pl- he does it on all sides of the ball. Uh, I think that's what's hurting Yoshida a little bit. The offensive numbers are there: one twenty three OPS plus, eight thirty nine OPS for Yoshida. Uh, Gunner Henderson, uh, seven ninety one OPS and a one eighteen OPS plus, but he plays a a good defense. So I think that I would lean Gunner. Tristan Casas could be like the guy that sneaks in and just runs away with it if he continues his pace over the next two months. Right two now, months I have the pace. odds up. He's sitting at plus 1,500. Uh, Gunner Henderson is minus 220. Yoshida's plus 210. I would sprinkle some on Tristan Casas. That would be, that'd be a great sprinkle. 
He uh, is because he's he finishes out this doing it right now, and they're going to need him. Like he's going to be hitting. He's got a good offense around him. If they, if the team, if the team is still interesting in that final week, which they they might be trending that way, they've got a lineup I believe in. Um, I lo- I really like that sprinkle for where things are at right now. Yeah, he doesn't do a lot uh, with WAR because defensively he's just not great. Uh, his his baseball savant's pretty funny. A uh, lot of red bubbles, uh, barrel percentage ninety second percentile, uh, average exit velo up there as well. Um, he can walk, uh, but he strikes out a lot. Sprint speeds at seventh percentile, hmm. outs above average the second percentile. Arm strength fourteenth, so he's not doing a lot defensively, but the guy can hit. Yeah, and the, those bubbles. I feel like they don't know what to do with first baseman, but that dude mashes. And then you look at that body and the the sprint speed adds up. But he's got sprint speed adds up. He is an intimidating figure in the box. Big old legs. Um he's gonna be a problem. He probably looks good naked. Yeah. We're gonna end the show there. I'm gonna pose one question to the audience, and I want you to leave your comment before we head out of here. Yeah. This one comes from the Space Pope. Of course it does. He's a Mariners fan, and he said, who's the most handsome team, and why is it the Mariners? I don't know if they are the most handsome team. You tell me. You tell us who the most handsome team in the Big Leagues is in the comments, and for that, we are out of here. We're out. It was a great show. We are out of here, man. It's the weekend, people. Go get go get a blue moon. Have a blue moon. Relax. Have fun. Deserve it. Chick sucks. Enjoy the baseball. What the heck is Jake doing in Arizona? What is he doing? He's going to, like, race some kids? Putting them in the kid race? Oh, man. He's going to have a few pops with Tour of the Battle. I guarantee that. Yeah. I heard some videos there filming. It'll be good. See ya.